Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Brawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org, or simply download the CCCIV app, you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977 i wonder if you would be the psalmist this morning psalm 84 says this how lovely is your dwelling place O lord of hosts my soul longs yes faints for the courts of the lord my heart and my flesh they sing for joy for the living god I, I'm thirsty for you, God. I, I'm, I'm fainting for you, God, but I'm going to sing out in joy, believing that when I sing out in joy, you're going to meet my need. In John chapter 7, Jesus is in Jerusalem during the season of the Feast of Tabernacles. And for seven days, the people would celebrate this feast. And during the first six days, the priests would draw water from the pool of Siloam there in Jerusalem. The word Siloam means sent one. They would draw waters and pitchers and they would make their way to the temple and they would pour out the water on the steps of the temple in celebration, remembrance of the fact that God provided water in the wilderness for their fathers. On the seventh day, they would go to the steps and they would turn over those pitchers and the pitchers would be dry and they were testifying to the fact that the water that was in the wilderness cannot satisfy us today. We're waiting for someone who can satisfy us today. It's in the midst of this that Jesus speaks these words in John chapter 7. It says, on the last day of the feast, the seventh day, when the pitchers are dry, the priests are there saying, look, we are waiting for someone to come and to quench our spiritual thirst. On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up as the priests are emptying or turning over their empty pitchers. It's in that moment, it's during that symbolism that Jesus stands forth and he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. He's saying, I'm the one you've been waiting for. You're thirsty, well here I am. Verse 39, he says this, now he said this about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. He's speaking about the spirit there. If you're thirsty, I'll give you the spirit. You're, you, you're testifying with the empty pitcher that you're waiting for someone. Well, here I am. And I'll satisfy your thirst. And I'll quench the longing of your heart. And I'll fill you to overflowing so that even water will break forth from your heart and quench the dry and thirsty ground around you. To the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, She's there, and he says, will you offer me some water? And she says, you're a, you're a Jew, and you're speaking to me, a woman of Samaria? He says, if you knew who I was, you would have asked me for water, and I would have given you water, living water. And she says, that makes no sense. You don't even have a pail to draw water from the well. Do you know what Jesus says to her? He says to her this in John 4, 13 and 14, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. 
You know what the problem is in this room today is that there's a lot of people here that are trying to quench their spiritual thirst with the things of the world. Lust is not going to quench your spiritual thirst. More money in your bank account is not going to quench your spiritual thirst. A greater position in your job is not going to quench your spiritual thirst. Those things will only leave you wanting more. Look at, again, what does Jesus say? Everyone who drinks the water from this well, he's looking at the physical well there. Anyone who drinks from Jacob's well, you're still going to be thirsty, verse 14. But whoever drinks of the water, the spirit that I give him, will never be thirsty again. And the water that I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up into eternal life. If you've been trying to quench yourself at the wells of the world, you need to repent this morning. And you need to say, God, I understand now that only you can quench the thirst of my soul. And when you sing out in faith, just like the Israelites in the wilderness, you say, spring up, oh well, God will quench your thirst. So I sing out in despair when I'm dry. Secondly, I want you to write this down. I must be compelled to sing out when I'm in despair. I hope this is encouraging to somebody this morning. My, my heart's desire is that it would be. In the Psalms, there are 58 some people say different numbers, 58. Let's just say 58. Some commentators count differently. 58 psalms of lament. The word lament means an intense sorrow or grief or regret. Over a third of the psalms are written and they, they communicate intense grieving, intense despair. Now, I don't know if that encourages you or not, but it encourages me. And I don't know what it is that you're suffering from this morning. I don't know what your reason for lamenting is, what you're suffering through. It's a broken relationship, maybe bridges that you've burned with someone that you love. Maybe that person, is, it's, it's an intense loss that you feel alone because that person is no longer at your side. Maybe it's feelings of personal failure or disappointment that you're struggling with or loneliness. I, I don't know what that is, but I want you to understand that you're not the only one who feels the way that you feel. And there are Solid people in the scripture who wrote out their songs of lament, their seasons of mourning, their seasons of despair. They were brutally honest with God with where they were at, and that's okay for you to do today. I want you to turn with me to Psalm 42, and we're going to read this one song of lament together. Life is tough. And we go through seasons where we feel dry, where we feel despair. Myself, in my life, the last few weeks, just with what's going on with my dad, those of you who don't know, my dad had a stroke a couple of weeks ago now, and he still can't move very well the right side of his body, and it's very overwhelming. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of responsibility. My dad is single, and you know, it's kind of my sister, my responsibility to make sure that he's cared for, that he's taken care of. It's difficult. And so there's some times where I feel like, man, I just want to stay asleep because when I'm asleep, at least my mind isn't running crazy, right? And I don't know if you've ever felt that way. I just don't even want to get out of bed. I want to pretend like none of these responsibilities exist. I, I, I just want to keep to myself. I just want to pretend like none of it's there. That's where I've been the last couple weeks. I want you to hear this this morning. It's okay for you from time to time to feel depressed. It's not okay to stay that way. Listen to what the psalmist writes here in Psalm 42. 
to the choir master. What does that tell us? It tells us this is a song. This is what the, the sons of Korah are singing in their time of despair. As a deer, verse 1, as a deer pants for flowing streams, my, my, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I would long, how I would go into the throng and lead them in the procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. I used to worship. I used to sing. I used to lead the parade of people worshiping God. I remember, but now I'm just so desperate. I'm, it's like my soul is thirsting after God. Tears flowing down my face all of the time. Verse 5, why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? My hope, or I hope in God, for I shall again praise his name, my salvation, and my God. What does the psalmist say there? He says, you know what? Yes, I feel down. Yes, I feel depressed. Yes, I remember longingly those times when I used to worship in the house of the Lord. But then the psalmist writes this, my hope is in God and I'm going to sing again one day. Read on, look at what he says here, verse, go on. He says, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and Hermon and Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep, the roar of your waterfalls, all of your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love and at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries, they taunt me, and they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Verse 11, why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you so depressed? Why don't you want to get out of bed in the morning? Why do you just want to pretend like none of this responsibility exists? Why are you trying to hide by yourself? Why are you in turmoil within me? Look at how he closes out this psalm once more. Hope in God. I need to stop focusing on my problems and my issues, and I need to remember God. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. The psalmist writes once more, I'm not finished singing yet. My song isn't over. I still have so much more that I want to offer before the Lord. So in these seasons, dryness, the season of despair, and in the season of distress, we should be compelled to sing out to the Lord. One of my favorite accounts is in Acts chapter 16, and Pastor Walter's made point to cover this the last couple of weeks, but there you see Paul and Silas at midnight in a jail cell, they're singing out, singing hymns at midnight to the Lord. And as they begin to open their lips and as they shout out, as they cry out in the midst of their distress, something amazing happens and the earth begins to shake. The earth beneath their feet. And the prison cell swings wide open and the shackles that have them bound fall to their feet. And they're free in that moment. And when did that happen? It happened when they chose, even in the midst of their distress, to call out in faith and to sing to God. And when they sang to God, they were no longer prisoners, but they were set free. In 2 Chronicles, we're in Chronicles a lot, huh? You probably didn't think you'd be in Chronicles so much when you came to church this morning. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, 
King Jehoshaphat and Judah are being pursued by the Edomites. And it's an incredible army that is pursuing them. And they are at their wit's end. They feel as though the, the, the situation is hopeless. But a word comes to them from a prophet. And this is what the word says. Listen, verse 12. O our God, will you not execute judgment on them? For we are powerless against this great horde that is coming out against us. We do not know what we should do, but our eyes are on you. Again, listen to what happens in the midst of of their distress. Now I want to keep reading here. If you if you want to read with me, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, now we're in verse 13. Meanwhile, all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, their children, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of uh, Mataniah, the Levite, and the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. He said to them, listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. In the midst of your distress, don't become distracted by the army that's approaching, but set your eyes upon the Lord because this battle belongs to God. It's not you. Verse 16, tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley east of the wilderness of Jeruel. And you will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord upon your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Hey, you're not even going to have to lift a sword, the word says. Look at what happens here, verse 18. Then Jehoshaphat, he bowed his head with his face to the ground and all of Judah and all of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, what did they do? They fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord and the Levites and the Kohathites and the the Korites. They stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with what? With a very loud voice. Verse 20. And they rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in his holy attire, or in the holy attire as they went before the army and say, Give thanks to the Lord. For his steadfast love endures forever. And they began to sing and to praise. And the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah so that they were routed. Think about this as a battle plan. What they do is they send the band in front of the army. The army's behind them. The band leads the way. And they're singing, give praise to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And they're shouting this and they're playing the instruments and they're crying this out. They're singing this out loudly. And as they sing out with their voices, God does something and the people are routed on the other side of the battlefield. When they sing out in faith, they sing aloud. You can see the same similar thing happen with Gideon against the Midianites. They shout it out and then all of a sudden there's this Something happens on the other side of the the battlefield and their enemies routed. You can see this happen with Joshua and the walls of Jericho. The people on the seventh day, they march around seven times and then they shout out as loud as they can and the walls come crumbling down. This is what I want you to see. This is what we must see today, church. 
is that in times of distress, when we will sing out to God, you know what will happen? The prison doors will open. The shackles will fall to the ground. The enemy will flee. And walls come tumbling down when we sing out in our times of distress. So we see the need to do so even when we're desperate, times of desperation. We see the call to sing. Your final point there, and I'll try to be brief with this final point, is that we must be compelled to sing during seasons of reflection. All throughout the scriptures, there are these moments in time where the people pause to remember, to give thanks to what God has done. I'm going to give you a few psalms that I want you to read later on. Read Psalm 28, verses 6 and 7. Read Psalm 33, verses 1 through 3. Read Psalm 95, verses 1 through 7. Read Psalm 100, 1 through 5. That's what Walter shared on last week. You can see how there's this charge to the people of God that when you come into the presence of the Lord, you come into the presence of the Lord with praise and with thanksgiving. In times of reflection, when you think back on all that God has done, you come with your thanksgiving. And if we aren't able to come and to sing a song to the Lord with a thankful heart, then we have to question ourselves, do we really understand the cross at all? How can we not have reason to give thanks when we understand what the cross meant for you and for me? Times of reflection and these songs of thanksgiving, and then finally there, write this down, songs of remembrance. This is where it becomes so important that you really, truly figure out what your soundtrack is for your life. What's the song that people will remember you by? What's the song that you sing in your heart? See, the children of Israel had a song that they repeated throughout the course of their history. This was like their theme song. This is like Vader walking into the room, right? This is like the Jaws music. This is their song. And every time they sang this song, they recounted, they remembered God's faithful love towards them. We see this song in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 when David again brings the ark into Jerusalem. Do you know what he led the people to sing? He led the people to sing this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Do you know what happened when Solomon brought the the Ark of the Covenant into the temple once it had been constructed. In verse 13 it says, it was the duty of the trumpeters and the singers to make themselves heard in unison, to praise, to give praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with the trumpets and the cymbals and other musical instruments to praise the Lord, this is what they sang. For he is good, his steadfast love endures forever. Do you know what happened when they saw fire consume the first altering there in the temple that Solomon had built? They sang and they worshiped and they said, for he is good, his steadfast love endures forever. Do you know what Jehoshaphat sang when that deliverance took place on behalf of his people? When he saw the miracle happen and the enemy flee when they sang out in faith? They they take counsel together with the people. He appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and to praise in holy attire. They went before the army and they sang, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 106 verse 1. Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2. Psalm 117, verses 1 and 2. The same thing. Give thanks to the Lord, for his steadfast love endures forever. Pastor Walter brought this up last week. What was the very hymn that Jesus sang when he was on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane, about to be betrayed into the hands of the enemy? What was he singing? 
he was singing Psalm 118, verses 1 through 4, says this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let all of Israel say his steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his steadfast love endures forever. Do you see a theme develop here? Do you see a theme song? Do you see a soundtrack that was interwoven into the fabric of the Israelites' life? That theme was that God's faithful and his steadfast love will never fail you. It doesn't matter what happens in this life. It doesn't matter what enemy comes against me, what kind of sickness comes my way. I can fall upon this fact, this truth. I can stand upon this firm foundation that God is good and his steadfast love will endure forever. Praise God, right? Now, here's what I want you to do. Praise God. You can clap for that. I need you to stand with me. You think I'm making this up. Psalm 136. Turn to one, Psalm 136 with me. And I want you to understand what an important part of their worship this song was. And in Psalm 136, this is set up like a response. So the priest would say or speak one part, and the congregation would reply with the next. Okay, so in this psalm, and we'll read maybe the first nine verses, all right, just for sake of time, okay? But the whole thing is this way. So the, the, the priest, all right, I'm going to stand, fill in as priest. I'm not a priest, but I'm, an, I'm a nun. I'm not a priest, I'm a nun, but I'm going to stand in in this position. So I'll say the first part. You'll say the response. The response is for his steadfast love endures forever. Do you follow me? So read along with me. Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him who alone does great wonders. To him who by understanding made the heavens. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made great lights. The sun to rule the day. The moon and the stars to rule over the night. And now we're going to do our own. In the midst of sickness and worldwide pandemic, when I am sick, when I'm afraid, when I have no idea what I should do, when I'm broken, when I'm broke, when I'm lost, when I suffer great loss, when my heart aches, when I sorrow, and when I feel alone, he is good and his steadfast love will never ever change and never ever fail me. It endures forever. If that hasn't been the song of your heart, you can change that this morning. Because again, it doesn't really matter the circumstance surrounding you. You have to realize what a great God you serve. Amen. 
and he will not fail you, and he will not disappoint. And you can change your attitude, and you can change your perspective, and you can even change your life if you will just change your song this morning. And if you will allow your heart to come to a place where you are compelled from the... the Pastor Steve used to say this all the time, that, that people should be singing from their toes. Right? He said that there were some people that were so good at singing, they could walk in through the room, and they could sing the paint off of these walls. That's what I want us to sing like this morning. Why? Because he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro. Or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Raleigh, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org or simply download the cccib app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977